Well, let's go over to Exodus chapter 3. <coughs> we'll continue with this that we have been looking at. Uh, covenant of healing, there's so much there. And uh, it's been my experience, and I certainly don't know everything, but I have been in and around the healing ministry my whole life. And uh, that's uh, not as long as some people and a little longer than others, but uh, a long time, nonetheless, over 50 years. And uh, the, uh, the thing that I've seen is that uh, it's how a person thinks concerning healing, concerning anything from God, but concerning healing. Uh, for instance, the, the scripture that we quote in James, where it says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it will be given to him. Well, people kind of quote that and say, well, I'll ask God, and if he thinks I need it, he'll give it to me. That's not what it said. It said, if you lack wisdom, ask God, and he would give you what you ask for. And that's, that's important because that plays into the three things that we, in the beginning of each message lesson that we've said, I've got to believe what God said about himself. What did God say about himself? Uh, my knowledge of God determines my expectation from God. And if knowledge is limited, expectation will be limited. And if expectation is limited, then reception, receiving, will be limited. So if my knowledge is limited, I have a limited expectation, and then I'll have a limited receiving. You always receive from God in accordance to what you expect, and your expectation is derived from your knowledge. And that's so key. Uh, you know, I came home yesterday from Kansas, and Liliana just expected that I was going to have a surprise, and it really flabbergasted her that I didn't. So she'll get one today, but... right. <laughs> But the point is, she's come to expect that. And so, but, the, but that's derived of her knowledge. When you show up, she doesn't expect anything from you. Because there's no knowledge there that there should be something from you. Right? Well, what did God say about himself? Well, he said, whatever you ask, I'll do. He said, uh, anything you ask, believing, I'll do. Uh, so this is so key. What did God say about himself? What did God say about his word? And then thirdly, always believe what God said about what he would do. And so uh, much of this is what going to, stem from what God said about himself. Uh, before we get to Exodus, 
You know, it's important to remember different things from the word. You don't have to go there. You can write it down. But Mark 9.23, when Jesus was dealing with the, the father that had brought his son to him, and uh, he asked Jesus, he said, if you can do anything, have mercy on us, help us. And uh, the King James says, of course, that Jesus said, uh, all things are possible to him that believes. If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Well, the Woost Bible says, of course, a little plainer, as for this question of yours, if I can. He said, all things are possible to a believing one. In other words, I'm a believing one and all things are possible. But here's the key. Here's the, the question. Is there anything that's not contained in all? He said, all things are possible to a believer. Well, I know everyone here, under the sound of my voice, physically are believers. Uh, obviously, I don't know who's watching everyone online, so I, I can't state with any certainty, but uh, I would, I would uh, assume that if you're watching, uh, you believe something. Well, here's, here's the thing. What I believe is not affected by length of time involved. What you believe is working right now. Right? If, if, if you believe something, it's working right now. I believe I'm saved, so the power of salvation is working for me right now. Right? I, I believe I'm healed, so healing power is working based on, now notice, not based on the power of God, based on what I believe about the power of God. All right? And so it's, it's based on what I believe. And now that can be used as a hammer. It can also be used as an excuse all right, you can't, you can't lay it all off on the people, but no more than that, you can't lay it all off on me or on any other minister. Well, he must not have it because I didn't get it. Well, now wait a minute, you can't do that, right? But a minister can't say, well, it's the people. But what we can say is, what do you believe? All right? And so what I believe is working. And like I said, over ha having been around the healing ministry for over 50 years, I'm telling you that I've seen this over and over again. It's, it's what you believe is working. Ever what that is. All right? Brother Hagen told the story one time. Before we go to Exodus, I'll share this with you about a young man that worked for his ministry. And uh, he went and, and, and was doing some other things. And anyway, they, he got a call one day, and they said uh, he's in the hospital, intensive care, he's in a coma. They don't know what's going on exactly. So they want you to come and pray. So he went up there, and the pastor was there, the man's pastor was there. And he said, I begin to lay hands on him and to pray. And the Lord said, uh, 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 he's not going to be healed. And he said, well, Lord, why? And he said, because uh, events have been set in motion that cannot be changed at this time. And uh, so he, uh, he went on about his business, and 
And he went home and, and, and was talking to his wife. Miss Aretha said, well, I think you ought to tell his pastor what the Lord said. And so uh, he uh, went back up to the hospital that evening. The family was going to come in. And, and he told the pastor. And the pastor said, yeah, yeah. He said, I, 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 I understand that. I, I understand that. Well, I'm getting to the, to the gist of this. Now, it's, it's what you believe. What you believe is working. Right? Yeah, that's a good time to say that out loud. What I believe is working. All right? And so uh, come to find out uh, when the family all came in, that he passed away, and when the family all came in, he said, I was talking to his brother. Him and his brother were just like 10 months apart. So that's, you know, uh, real close. And uh, he was talking to his brother who was a believer, and Brother Hagen shared that with him. And his brother said, that makes sense. This young man was like 38, 39, 39, and he had said his whole life, I won't live to see 40. Now, it's what he said, but what's more important, it's what he believed. What he said came from what he believed. See, what he believed was working. There was no reason for him to die. There was no reason for him to be in the condition he was in, according to the medical professionals. But yet he was there because what he believed was working. Well, well, think about that. There are people, you know, and I know that they have come out of dire situations. Because what they believed was working. And even though the report said it's not going to go this way, what they believed, what you believe will change what other people say. It'll change it. I mean, think, think about this. Think about this. When uh, We're going to get to Exodus. Bear with me. When uh, Isaiah came in. Now, now, here's a question for you. Was Isaiah a prophet? Was and is a man of God, right? And he came to Hezekiah, and he said, Thus saith the Lord, Set your house in order, because you will surely die. Was he a man of God? Was that God? Was God saying that? But yet the Bible says Hezekiah turned his face to the wall. And begin to intercede and pray and remind God of what he believed. Is that right? And it says, one, one, one of the accounts says, before Isaiah got out of the courtyard, God said, go back and tell him I've given him 15 more years. Because what, he, did God say that? But yet what Hezekiah believed could change what God said. God doesn't change. God didn't change his mind like we think. Hezekiah changed. See, that tells me something. If I'm believing one way, I can change it and start believing another way. Whew. And if I'm getting in the negative what I've been believing, I can start believing right and get the right results because of what I'm believing. Hezekiah did not change a doctor's report. He changed what God said. 
So that means if, if what God has said can be altered by what I believe, do you see this? Then that means a doctor's report can be changed much easier. Oh, hallelujah. That's worth coming to healing school for right there. That's so important. That's so important because there's nothing that's not included in all. But the key is if I believe in. And don't get wrapped up in that, uh, you know, uh, Lord, help me say this right. If people are seeing it, that's fine. If they're not seeing it, don't worry about it. It's what you believe. It's what you believe. I can get wrapped up in wanting people to see that I'm getting better or wanting people to see that things are changing. It's enough that I know. Oh, hallelujah. I know it. <laughs> and Because he said it's what you believe. Oh, glory to God. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Hallelujah. So what you believe is working. Exodus 3, and this is uh, chapter 3 and verse 13. And this, of course, is when uh, Moses and, and the Lord were speaking. And uh, I want you to see this because we've talked a lot about this word, this name, I am. But in verse 13, Moses asked God, they're going to ask me who sent me. And they're going to ask me, what is his name? What do I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am that I am. And he said, thus shall you say to the children of Israel, I am hath sent me to you. The end of verse 15, this is my name forever. This is my name forever. All right. The Amplified Bible says, God said to Moses, I am who I am and what I am and I will be what I will be. This you shall say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Notice, I am who I am and what I am. I am who I am and I am what I am. Now think about that. If I don't know who God is, I don't know who God is. If I don't know what God will be, I can't know what God will be. Because God is always that and will always be that. He doesn't change. Amen. What God is, He will always be. He cannot change. Amen. When you, when you look at uh, different words that have different tenses, am, is, are, was, were, verb tenses, all right? That's so important. Am, is, are, was, were, I am, right? They are, he is, she is, all right? I was, they were, verb tenses. It's so important. Because God said this was his name forever. He said what he was, he is, and what he is, he will always be. To any and everyone that will believe him. 
All right? So he said, you tell them that I am who I am and what I am, I am who I am and that's what I am and I will be what I will be. Then in Exodus 15, 26, of course, he said, I am the Lord that heals you. Now remember, I am who I am. And that's what I am. And I will be what I will be. Oh, hallelujah. So he says, my name forever is this, I am. And then you fill in the blank. And he does it for us in Exodus 15. I am the Lord that heals you. Now, wait a minute. So, I am the Lord that heals you. That's what I am. And I will be the Lord that heals you forever because that's what I am. It does not just denote ability. It denotes what he is. That's crucial. Because there can be someone that acts like a father but is not a father. There can be someone that's a father that doesn't act like a father. All right? So he is something, but he's not being what he is. God says, that's not how I am. What I say I am is what I will be. You can mark it down. I will be to you what I said I am. If I said I'm your healer, that's what I will be. Oh, hallelujah. Am, I am, I am, am, is, are, was, were. I am, present tense, I am the Lord that heals you. I am, am, updates. Every day, every week, every month, every year, every century. Right? Let's look here at Isaiah 53. What you believe is working. I've told people over the years, they'll say, well, I believe I'm healed. Then what you believe is working. I mean, that, 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 that's important. You know, you got to understand, when you tell somebody something like that, they've only got what you said to go on. If you say you're believing that you believe you're healed, then what you believe is working. See, a person that believes the word will respond to you that way. Okay, Jesus said, if you believe, all things are possible. Right? If he believes in his heart and doesn't doubt, what he says will come to pass. So when you tell somebody, I believe I'm healed, okay, then what you believe is working. That's where, that's, where you keep, that's where you keep hooked to. What I believe is working. Right now, in me, it's working right now. Oh, hallelujah. Right now, it's working. Uh, Isaiah 53. And verse 5, a familiar verse, but notice this. But he, Jesus, was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. 
and with his stripes we are healed. Now notice, and with his stripes we are healed. Am is are was were. With his stripes we are healed. That word are is a state of being. With his stripes we are. Now, understand something. That's not future tense. There's people that will quote it that way, though. With his stripes we are healed, as in the sense that he'll do something in the future. Are cannot be future. If, if you're going somewhere next week and someone says, uh, uh, you know, where are you going next week? Well, I are going. No, that wouldn't. That, not only is it not good English, not proper, right? It just doesn't make sense. I are going, right? Are means if somebody called you right now and said, hey, where are you? Right? Where are you? Not where are you going to be. Not where were you. Right? If somebody wanted to know where you were, they'd call you and say, hey, were you just at, or are you going, right? Where are you? I'm at, I'm at, I'm at, am, is, are, was, were, I'm at healing school. With his stripes, you are healed. That word are, it means to be or to exist. To be or to exist. So I am healed and I exist healed. Why? Because of the stripes. That's my state of being. Now, Follow this. Now, if I believe that, what I believe is working. My state of being, say that with me, my state of being is healed. That's it. That's, that's my condition. Somebody will say, hey, what's your condition? Healed. No, I mean, what the doctor say? Well, they said this, but that's not my condition. My condition is I'm healed. Now, remember what you believe is working. Just the doctor said it. Now, follow me. I don't deny it, but I don't believe it. I have mental knowledge of it. I understand it's there, but I don't believe it. Because what I believe is working. I know it's there mentally, but in my spirit, I know and I believe my state of being is that I'm healed. And then what, listen, we've heard this for years, but you got to understand this. What you believe in your heart will work with doubt in your head. With doubt in your head, what you believe in your heart will work. 
That's so important because people, listen, I don't know anybody. There's nobody in here, nobody watching online. I don't know anybody whose mind is 100% renewed to the Word of God. Nobody. There is no one. No one. All right? Everybody is dealing with renewing their mind. All right? And here's the, here's the key to that. What I believe is working, despite what this is saying. So up here, I know what they said. But right here, I believe my state of being is I'm healed. The mind, the, the mind, the mind knows naturally, the heart believes spiritually. And what I believe spiritually is of greater value than what my mind knows naturally. Why? Because what I believe spiritually can change what I know naturally. Spiritual law from the Word changes natural law because spiritual law is the mother law. Everything that exists came from the spiritual law. So think about this. What existed first, health or sickness? Health. So it's the premier law. Health is the premier law. And anything that comes after can be changed by the premier law. Anything that came with the curse is changed by what alleviated the curse. You see, what I believe is working. And think, think about this. People will say, well, you know, Jesus came to restore everything that Adam lost. That's right. So how was Adam? Was he sick? No. Was he weak? No. Was he impoverished? No. All of the above? No. Why? Because he existed in a state out from under the curse. You, do you see this? Well, Christ redeemed me from the curse. He did not bring me back under... Uh, Lord, help me say this right. It's not... I have a better condition than Adam in the sense that in the sense that I'm born again regardless in spite of my failure Adam had perfection and lost it because of his failure but see that original law <laughs> that original spiritual law is what enabled me to be born again. It enabled me to be saved. If Adam could sin and lose it, one man coming into the earth without sin could get it all back. So the premier law changes the following law. Mm. So my state of being, right, is healed. Well, I don't look healed, but what do you believe? Do you believe how you look, or do you believe what is said? 
Yeah, but I feel. Do, you, do we believe how we feel or what is said? What I believe will change how I look. What I believe will change how I feel. Or what I believe will increase how I look. Or what I believe will increase how I feel. When symptoms start, people will say this. Ah, I just feel like I'm getting sick. Well, what they're saying is, I believe I'm getting sick. It's not just words. It's what words are evidence of. The Amplified Bible says, with his stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. We are healed and made whole. So my state of being is healed and whole. I'm healed of the disease, and if anything was lost because of the disease, I'm made whole. Amen. You know, when Jesus laid hands, actually spit in the man's eyes, and said, now tell me what you see. And the man said, I see men as trees walking. Well, yeah, that's pretty good when you couldn't see nothing. How many people do you know that would have been like this? Well, yeah, it's a little blurry, but it's better than nothing. Right? And Jesus said, oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute. See, the things that we see are evidences of how he thinks. Oh, you, can, you see blurry? Wait, that's not what I want. That's not what I came and paid for. I didn't come to pay for blurry. I came and paid for wholeness. See, it's your tenacity and your faith that's going to get wholeness. I'm, 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 not, I'm not receiving less. Right? Well, you know, the doctor said I'd have 75% mobility. 75%, that means there's 25% I can still have. Amen. I've had people say, well, you know, it's better. Well, let's, let's not settle for better. Let's, let's go all the way to done. Amen? And so, let's look at Luke 17. Oh, hallelujah. What I believe is working. Now, see, God shows us things that make what we believe easy. Because he said, I don't change, right? I am who I am, and what I am, I will be. That makes it easy to believe. Because if he was that, he is that, and he will be that. In Luke 17, verse 11. It came to pass, he went to Jerusalem, he passed through the midst of Samaria, Galilee, entered into a certain village. There met ten lepers that were stood afar off. They lifted up their voice, said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priest. And it came to pass, as they went, they were cleansed. It came to pass, as they went, they were cleansed. Now that word cleanse, it means to pure or to purify. The Amplified Bible says they were cured. Now, so the disease was cured. They were healed. When it says cleanse, 
their blood system was cleansed of that leprosy. All right, the infection cleared up. Hallelujah. Then verse 15 says, And one of them, when he saw he was healed, now notice he saw he was healed. Now, I don't know how he would see it other than I'm, I'm, I'm told leprosy would have running sores, open wounds. Evidently, that all stopped. There, there wasn't a lot of pain with leprosy because it attacked the, the nervous system. And most lepers died from wounds that became infected. Because they could, they could be walking down the street and step on something sharp and not even know it. Because the, 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 nervous, the, the, the nerves were dead. And they'd bleed to death or get infected and die. So evidently there was something he could see. The wounds cleared up. The sores stopped running. But he, he knew. And notice, it doesn't say he felt it. It says when he saw it. So evidently, it was something he could see immediately, right? Now, here's the thing I want you to see. That's, that's good. I mean, think about that. Here's 10 men, all lepers, that evidently could all see at one time they were healed. Man, that's good. I mean, right there. I'm writing Charisma Magazine and telling them about how Jesus healed me of leprosy. Amen. I'm starting a ministry, man that was healed of leprosy. <laughs> now, that's a little embellishment, but notice, he came back to Jesus. And there's a lot there. We've talked about that in previous messages. But notice, he gave the glory to God. Jesus said, we're not ten cleansed, where's the nine? Now notice, ten were cleansed. Ten were cured. There's not found that returned to give glory to God except this stranger. And he said to him, arise, go your way, your faith. Now watch, what you believe is working. Your faith, what you believe, has made you whole. Right? Remember Isaiah? He said, with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed, we're cured. They saw they were healed and made whole. The, 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 the word that is used there for whole is that Greek word again, sozo. Or soteria, but the idea in that word whole, the idea in the word soteria or sozo, sozo is restoration. Restoration. An example of this, and it's not necessarily with, with, with healing, but it, it applies because remember, there's nothing that's not included in all. When the woman that had built the, uh, the chamber, the little house for Elisha, the Bible says that, uh, you know, he gave her, the Lord raised her son 
back to life. But the Bible says this. It says that he came and he told her, look, the Lord's called for a famine. And you need to go and sojourn wherever you can because it's going to be seven years. And she went and dwelt in the land of the Philistines. And then the Bible says that she came back and she went to the king to ask him for her land back. Now notice, all she wanted was her land back. I just want to be healed. I just want the pain to go away. All she wanted was her land back. But while she was there, Gehazi was telling the king the story of how her son had been raised back to life. And when she came in, Gehazi said, well, my Lord King, here's the woman right here. And he said, is that true? And she said, yes, that's true. And it says, he appointed an officer to her and said, give her back her land and the harvest for the last seven years. See, the land was the healing. The harvest was the restoration. Did you see this? This man was restored. Now, I don't know what he had lost. You know, the Bible doesn't tell us. I don't know if he had lost appendages or an ear or no. I don't know. But what I know is that the Bible uses two different words here. It says that they were all cured. They were all cleansed. But it says about this man that was already cured. He was already cleansed. It said he was made whole. That's important. Because that means that that, that there's levels that I can, set, I can settle for just having the pain stop or just to have the thing stopped in my life. But what about getting back what was I lost because of that? Well, what I lost was finances. Then it's coming back. Then it's coming back. Well, I lost time with my family. Then it's coming back. Because that's part of the restoration. Oh, glory to God. How about this? How about just peace of mind? How about not having to lay down at night and know that it's there? Isn't that going to be great? I mean, you already believe you're healed. But how about when you got the paper from the doctor that says it was there and it doesn't exist anymore? That's restoration. Ah, that's restoration. My Lord God. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. The Woos Bible says your faith has restored your body to soundness of health. See, that's part of that word sozo is soundness. Soundness. All right, if you're talking about an animal, you're talking about a horse, that's not sound. All right, there's something wrong with it. All right? When, when, when I was a boy growing up and we'd be buying horses, you know, horse traders have a reputation for trying to get you. And, and anybody, you know, the, one of the first questions that you, you, you'd find out that horse was sound. You check their legs and their hooves. All right, are they sound? Are they, a, are they able to do what I need to be done? It's, it's more than just healthy. 
It's are they strong? Are they complete? All right? Because there are people you know and I know can have terminal diseases in their body and yet they look okay. See, they look all right, but they're not sound. But he said here, you're sound. Your faith, see, what you believe is working. So I'm telling you, your faith has restored you to soundness of health. Oh, glory. If I say it has, what does that mean? Past tense. Well, when did, when did that come to pass? When you are healed and restored. When did that happen? When Jesus took stripes on his back. Is that right? So if it happened then, you are now. If you are now, that means it was accomplished previously. Meaning it has been done. And because it has been done, you are now. Hallelujah. See, there's, you, you can't get away from that. If it has been done, I am. If when Isaiah wrote, he said, you are, then I am. So key. And I am what? Healed, sound, whole. Mm. I am healed. I am restored. Now watch this. I was sick. I was diseased. But I am healed. I am whole. I am restored. Amen. See, now don't misunderstand this. I know that, that we're all in process. And, and, I, and I recognize that. And I appreciate that. But I'll run into people and they'll say, well, you know, uh, uh, once this restoration is complete, well, now think about this for a moment. I, I understand what, what they're saying, but if I'm, if I'm talking about what I believe and I'm saying when it's done, well, that would be like saying when I'm completely saved. See, I believe I'm completely healed, and I'm watching it come to pass. What I believe is going to determine greatly the pace of this thing. Oh, hallelujah. We declare what we are based on what the God who said, I will always be what I am. And cannot change said we are. I'm healed. I'm restored. I'm whole. Amen. See, because what you believe is working. Uh, Matthew chapter 12, verse 9. Matthew 12, 9. And when he was departed, he went into their synagogue. And behold, there was a man that had his hand withered. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days that they might accuse him? My Lord. Now, we don't know why this man's hand had withered. 
But here's what we know. It was from the lack of something. How do we know that? Because of what the word withered means. It means to dry up or to shrink. It means to be deprived of moisture. And it was just his hand. So something is stopping this. Rather an injury or some other thing. But here's what I want you to see. That's, that's just the issue was. We don't know what had happened. But the Bible tells us the result. It dried up. It shrunk. Because of a deprivation of moisture. Notice now. Verse 13. Then he, Jesus, said to the man. Stretch forth your hand. And he stretched it forth. And it was restored. Whole. As the other. Now he not only healed him. He restored his hand just like the other one. So whatever caused it was taken care of, but there was restoration. You know, and you can do whatever you want to do with this, but I've known people that, that before they got the word on healing, they had to quit work. They had to quit these things. They got on disability. They weren't able, right, because of what they were going through, what they were dealing with, and then God heals them. And there's always this this feeling of what I lost because of the the sickness that I went through. Even though God healed me, there's still a blank spot. Hmm, it's restoration. I can what what I believe is working. Amen. So what caused him to have this was healed. And then it was restored, restored, Acts chapter 4. And uh, verse 10, Peter says about the healing of the crippled, at the, the crippled man at the gate beautiful. Be it known unto you all and to the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. Whole. Mm. So again, we don't know what, how, why he was paralyzed. The Bible says he was paralyzed from his mother's womb and had never walked. They laid him daily at the gate. He was over 40 years old. So ever how old he was, we could, we, you could probably say without, without argument that for 30 years he had been sitting at that gate begging. Maybe more. Now watch. Jesus healed him, but the man Jesus wasn't there. But there was two gathered together. And what did Jesus say? 
Wherever two or three of you are gathered together in my name, I am, I am, I am, am, is, are, was, were, state of being. Jesus said, I am there. And when you say in the name of Jesus, the Jesus who is there will show you he's there. Wherever the name is, he is. And notice what he did. Same thing he did in the th previous three instances. Made him whole. Glory to God. What caused the paralysis was healed. Something had to be stopped. Something was keeping him in a state of paralysis. Something wasn't working. That was healed. The connection was made. And I want you to notice something. He hasn't walked for his whole life. Over 40 years. Not only he, he not, he did, he was not in a position where he had once used his legs. They had never worked. They never developed. There was no atrophy. There was never any development. His muscles, his sinews, his ligaments, his tendons. His bones did not know what it was like to bear weight. But yet, notice what it says. That it says that God raised Jesus from the dead and that this man stood here before you whole. That quick. Verse 16 of chapter 3. His name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong. It not only healed whatever was causing the paralysis in that same split second of time, it made him strong. What is that? Restoration. It healed him and restored strength to him. Oh, glory be to God. And notice, and gave him this perfect soundness. Complete soundness. Verse 8, right after, right after, Peter laid hands on him. He leaping up. How does a guy who has never walked, never bore weight, does not have any muscles, does not have any use of his body, how does he leap? Because he was made sound said he was strong by the name of Jesus and he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple walking and leaping and praising God now those are familiar verses to us but if you look at the utter impossibility of the situation I've never walked I don't know what it's like to walk. I've never used my legs. Right? Notice what it says. It says immediately his feet and ankle bones receive strength. Never used them. There's no strength in them. They had to receive strength. Whew. See, what you believe is working. Whatever you need to receive, that name will cause you to receive it. And you'll be made strong wherever there's weakness. 
And even if it's impossibility, even if there's an impossibility, he said all things are possible to the one that believes. See, what you believe about God is crucial. Because there are people that will read this and they'll go, yes, amen, praise the Lord, God can do anything. But here's what I want to ask you. Every instance that I have read to you, they believe something. The lepers called out to Jesus. Why? Because they believed he could heal them. In the temple, he told the man, stretch out your hand. Why would the man stretch out his hand if he didn't believe Jesus could do something? Amen. Well, what did this man do? Peter and John said, look at us. Look, look at us. And he did it. Hallelujah. Isn't that great? What you believe. Look at uh, uh, Acts 9. Hallelujah. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. It's impossible for you to stay sick. You know, I've just come to believe that. I I can't stay sick. Amen. And I'm believing more and more that I can't get sick. Amen. I'm I'm hallelujah. Glory to God. My Lord. Like Brother Hagin said, it wouldn't take much for me to have an East Texas brush arbor spell. My Lord, you start thinking about that. The the utter impossibility that these people were facing. This is a day with no medical science to speak of. There's no hope. If If you get sick during this day and age, if you're paralyzed in this day and age, there's no disability. There's no help. We're going to put you out on the street begging. That's your life. That's what you got to look forward to. If you've got something internally, they can't see on the inside of you. They don't know what they're dealing with. If you got leprosy, you're you're dealing with you're dealing with ostracization from your family. You can't be at home. You can't work. You're dependent upon the, the charity of other people. And here comes Jesus. Just making people whole and healing their bodies. Paralyzed people that can't walk. Lepers that can't be cleansed. People with withered hands. Diseases that they don't even know what it is. Hallelujah. And there are people watching and people sitting in here today. You know what you're dealing with. You've had a diagnosis from the doctor. But yet the, the, the God that we serve and the God who is what he is and will always be what he has always been has said that with the stripes of Jesus you're healed and you are restored. That's my state of being. It's what I am. Glory be to God. That's what I am. Here in in Acts chapter 9 and verse 32. It came to pass as Peter passed throughout all quarters. He came to the saints which dwelt at Lydda. And there he found a certain man named Aeneas. Which had kept his bed eight years. So now we have a man named Aeneas that became paralyzed. 
he had the palsy, which was creeping paralysis. For whatever reason, it started in his body and crept up until it put him in his bed. And notice he had kept his bed eight years. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, mm, Jesus Christ makes you whole. Arise and make your bed. And he rose immediately. Now wait a minute. The other guy had never walked. But how many know if you hadn't walked in eight years? Right? I mean, if you're laying in bed and you're, has anybody ever been laying in bed and your leg falls asleep and you try to get up and you hit the ground, boom. I've been there. He's been in bed eight years with creeping paralysis. And yet Peter comes and says, hey, Jesus makes you whole. Make your bed. And he got up immediately. Well, what happened? Instantly made whole. Now think about this, and I, I, and I know the way you think. I'm, i got about uh, seven minutes. I know how you think. I know you think right, but I want you to see this. Is this a story from history? It is, but is it just a story? Is it there just to tell stories about Peter? This is the Acts of the Holy Ghost. Now think about this. This is how you got to read your Bible. Did this happen for this man? Did Aeneas really live? Was he really paralyzed? Had he been there for eight years? Did Peter really live? Did he really go to Lydda? Did he really walk up to Aeneas and say, Jesus makes you whole, get up now? Did he really do that? Did Aeneas really get up? Hallelujah. See, you might really have what they say you have. You might really be dealing with the effects. But Jesus is really telling you today, I've made you whole. See, if he really did it then, he's really doing it now. He never stopped. Because what he is, he has always been. And he will always be. And for those of us that believe he is that, he will always be that. There may be other organizations and other groups that don't believe that, and that's fine. What they believe is working for them. But what I believe is working for me. I may have told you this story before, but I'll tell you it again. My father was coming back from Detroit, Michigan. He had been there in a series of meetings. My dad used to minister in Detroit a lot. And uh, he had been there about three weeks uh, in, a, in a revival. And uh, he was coming back. He, he had a few days to get back to uh, the family. And he's driving from Michigan to where we were living at the time. And so he, he would drive all night. He would drive all night to get home and, uh, and be with us a couple days and then have to leave again. But uh, so he was on his way and he was leaving Detroit. And he stopped on the way uh, out of town to get something to eat for the trip. And he went into this restaurant and uh, uh, they, they, they sat him at the restaurant and he ordered what he wanted to order. And uh, uh, a little while later they came. And, of course, this was way back in the early 70s. They, I don't know if they do this today, but they came and they said, look, we, we understand that you're by yourself. There's another man that's here. He's single. He's by himself. Would you mind if he sat with you? 
And he said, no, that's fine. And so the man came, they began to talk, and, and he asked my dad what he did. And my dad told him, you know, I'm, a, I'm an evangelist. And the guy said, oh, okay. And, and he told my dad, he said, well, I'm an atheist. And, uh, you know, I, I, just my dad's personality, you know, I mean, he, he's not one to try to prove anything to anybody other than, or wasn't, and, and uh, just affable and, and easygoing. But he began to talk to the man. And he said, uh, you know, for you to tell me there's not a God is like you telling me that I didn't just have one of the best meals I've ever had. He said, that steak was perfect. The potato was just right, right? He said, for you to tell me there's no God, he said, uh, I would have to deny that he took the tumor off of my brain and healed my heart condition and raised my right shoulder up that was three and a half inches lower than my left, gave me back use of my legs. He said, and I'm sorry, you're just too late because I've already seen what he can do. I've already seen it. Listen, if God's ever done anything for you at all, he hasn't changed. Every one of us could raise our hands today and say, there's been a time in the past that he's healed me completely, that he's restored my life, that he's done something for me in that regard. If he did it then, he's still that, and he will always be that. This is not a story. It's a testimony that what God was in Exodus chapter 3, he is still that in Acts chapter 9. And if he was that in Acts chapter 9, he's that on April 26, 2022, this year, this month, this week, this day that you're here. The God of Acts 9 is the God of April 26. Amen. Glory be to God. Whew. You got time for just two more? If I don't get real preachy, I'll get you out of here. My Lord. I am uh, Matthew 14. Matthew 14. And, and you know, I know that, uh, you know, we have specific times in healing school that we lay hands on the sick and lay hands on people. We'll be doing that next week. Uh, I don't do it in every class because I want you to hear. And, and, and uh, uh, I, I guess, you know, we could probably increase attendance if I said, you know, we're going to lay hands on the sick every time we have healing school. Uh, but I believe we need to hear and be healed. And I, now what I mean by that is as you're hearing today, healing is, has come. Healing has come. And it might show up when we lay hands on you or it might show up when you get home. Uh, but you should believe it's already showed up. Matthew 14, verse 34. And when they were gone over, they came to the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent all out into all that country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased and besought him that he might, they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Perfectly whole. There's that word again. It's, it's a different word than, than sozo. 
It means to save thoroughly. It means to cure, to preserve, to rescue. See, that's evidence that God hasn't changed. Because we, we've read over and over again the verses where he said, I'm the Lord that heals you. If it's there, I'll take it away. And Deuteronomy 7 said, I'll keep it away. The word means to save thoroughly, that is healing. To cure, that's healing. To preserve, that is keeping you. And then I'll bring you safe. So it's evidence God hasn't changed. He healed them, healed them thoroughly, brought them out of whatever they were dealing with. And preserved them from it. Hallelujah. Now, you can believe whatever you want to believe. I don't have scripture for this, but then right on the other hand, you don't have any scripture against it. I don't believe anybody that Jesus healed lost their healing. I just don't believe it. I don't believe anybody that believes will lose their healing. I just don't believe that. Because if you believe that you're healed, you believe you're healed. Now, now understand what I'm saying. Not that you got healed. You believe you're healed. Because there are people that believe they got healed, and they believe they can lose it. Now, people say, well, can't you lose your healing? You can if you believe you can. Well, the devil can take my healing. No, he can't if you don't let him. I'm, I'm telling you, the, the, that's Bible. He said, if I resist him, he'll flee. Is he going to come after your healing? That's what he does. But what does Mark chapter 4 say? It says, if you won't let him have the word, that the word will produce 30-fold, 60-fold, or 100-fold in your life. It's up to me whether he gets it or not. Amen. One last verse, Matthew 15. You're right there. Whew. My Lord. Now, the reason I'm telling you that is he made them perfectly whole. If Deuteronomy 7 says he will keep those diseases from you. Remember some translation says not one illness will come on you. I'll keep you from it. Now, think about that. Yeah, but pastor, you know, I've already got this. And, and so that means no... Listen, all that means is you're, going, you're under an attack of the enemy. That's all that means. See, when you start saying, God didn't keep me, where do you stop? How, how do you walk that back? You understand? You can't. You can't. If you, if you say God allowed it or God did it, then the next time it comes, don't believe. Don't even try to believe. Because if you believe God allowed it or God did it the first time, then maybe God allowed it and God did it again the second time. And if God gives you something twice, surely he wants you to have it. Well, now, you know that's ludicrous, right? That's, that's just, that's, that's ignorance gone to seed. No, God keeps us from it. So, so that keeps it from us. So that means that when God heals me and makes me whole and restores me and makes me sound, that 
I can exercise faith that will keep that from ever coming back into my life. That's where you ought to say, it's gone and it's not coming back. Say it again. It's gone and it's not coming back. Say it one more time. It's gone and it's not coming back. That's what he said to the woman with the issue of blood. Your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. Go into peace. Go into soundness. Amen. Verse 30 of chapter 15. Let me hurry. And great multitudes came to him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed. Many others cast them down at Jesus' feet. Insomuch the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to behold, the lame to walk, and the blind to see. And they glorified the God of Israel. Now here's what I want you to see. One translation, the renewed New Testament says, And many numerous and large amounts of crowds and multitudes, throngs and masses of people came and approached, turned towards, drew near to him, having, holding, owning, and possessing those that were lame, crippled, maimed, and infirm. Physically blind and unable to see, mutilated, crooked, bent, deformed, injured, disabled, dull, and deaf. <laughs> Is there anything not mentioned there? Maimed. Ma maimed means they lost a body part. A hand is gone, a leg's gone, a foot's gone. Something's gone. It's not there. I told you about the woman that they, they went in and performed a hysterectomy on her because of cancer in her reproductive organs. The radiation killed her ability to reproduce. We sent a, a handkerchief to her, and, and a few months later she went to the doctor because she thought she had the stomach flu. She was sick. A woman with no reproductive system was pregnant. I got the picture of her with the baby. Not only did she get pregnant, everything that was destroyed was back. Did these, my God. Did you see that? I'm, I'm like, listen, I'm like the Apostle Peter before the Sanhedrin. Listen, I can, only, I can only say what I have seen and what I have heard. Amen. There's no doubt about it. It's medically verified that the, the organs were not there. Ha! Ah, they, they were just gone. They were destroyed by cancer and radiation. But yet three months later, she's pregnant. How was she pregnant? God restored everything back into her body. She was internally maimed, but God put it back. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, he'll re listen. He'll, re he'll restore your health. He'll restore your body parts. He'll restore your vision. He'll restore your ear, your, your hearing. He'll restore your teeth. He'll restore your bones. He'll restore every part of your body. I laid hands on a young man in Ellsworth Prison. He came up for, you were there. He came up for 
back issues. And I said, if you have back issues, he came up. And, and I don't do this all the time, but when the Lord leads me, I do. And, and uh, the Lord led me to set him down and to pull his, his feet out. Now, you were there. You saw it. And, and it was over an inch. There was over an inch difference. Hmm. And that leg grew out. And well, praise God, we see that quite often. And so we were rejoicing. He came up to me after. Now, we're in prison, right? And he came up to me afterwards. And he said, uh, he said uh, I said, well, wasn't that great what the Lord did for you? He said, no, you don't understand. I said, well, what don't I understand? He said, my leg was short because they had taken out a piece of bone. Because I'd got shot in that leg in my former life. And he said, they had taken out that bone in my, in my leg, and they had fused that bone back together. He said, it wasn't just out of place. I didn't have any bone. God grew the bone that quick. This is important because what you believe is working. And notice what it says. It says, they, they, they cast and laid and threw and set them along beside and by his feet. And he willingly served and willingly healed and willingly cured and willingly restored them to health. Not only do we have a God that heals, he willingly heals. We don't have a God that would just restore. He willingly restores us to health. Isn't that good news? Glory be to God. Oh, hallelujah. Father, thank you today for these beautiful truths that we've seen from the word. Lord, this is like ripe fruits of healing that we've taken today. And we've ingested into our spirit. And Lord, because of that, we're healed. What we believe is working. Ah, the entry point of the disease into the blood system has been closed. I see it. I can see it as clear as if I open my eyes and look on your face, I see a door, a little door, at the entry of the blood system. And that door's been shut. And not only has it been shut, it's been locked. And you, oh Lord, I'll say that just this way. And from this day, you shall see improvement. Because there's no entry point. It's been closed. Now, it may take some time for the effects to go, but they won't increase. They may even be saying, well, you can expect this to be a little worse. No, no, don't expect it to be worse, because what could make it worse is going. Oh, hallelujah. So, we receive that, Lord. We receive that, and we thank you. I thank you. You're so good. 
Oh, you're so good. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, don't, ha, ha, hallelujah. Well, don't forget, of course, tomorrow night we'll have service here at Faith Builders. And uh, uh, if you're watching online and God's touching your body, God's setting you free, God's delivering you, let us know so we can rejoice with you. Amen? Until we see you again, keep the switch of faith turned on and build your faith. In Jesus' name, God bless you.